Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Well, hello. Lynn's in the middle of a cookie. Yeah. We Sorry. have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Her mouth was loaded with Otherwise cookie occupied. <laughs> Otherwise occupied. Otherwise mm-hmm. <laughs> occupied. Leave that alone. Yeah, I am. Um, believe me, I could have said a lot, okay. but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's Thursday. Yeah. Well, well, it's really sad. It's really, you're listening to us Saturday, but I always have to make sure people understand this is Thursday that we tape. Yes. Because people, one time someone said, do you know you were a little late on the, or whatever? And I'm like, I know because we tape on Thursday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. And we have to shout out. Saw Mark Lynn the other day. Oh. Yay. At a, a friendship. A friend. Yes. Friendship. Yes. Friendship House Golf Tournament at um, Monday, the 21st at um, Glen Oak. And of course, that course is fabulous. Not that I'm a golfer because my line is I sleep faster than people golf. So I could never, could never That's golf. Good. I couldn't. I said, I was telling everybody, I can't even, I am too fidgety. And I would be saying under my breath, of course, the, the subliminally with my teeth like this. And I say, get moving, move, get going. It's too long for me. As That's much as I think I would, but there is a calmness to it, which I do like. And I think you all need that. Everybody needs it. You can get that by driving around on the golf course. I know, course. I know. I, that's, that's it. Hop on know. and you're good. But anyway, the tournament was beautiful. Elaine Shepard and Brenda Bistoki chaired it, which was very nice. They're both board members of Friendship House. And so, of course, our good buddy Jeff Spagna at Glen Oak, he was... He was great. As always, the staff, they did a great job. The golfers, it was the most um, golfers ever. And, of course, it's a wonderful thing. Friendship House, of course, as you know, is near and dear to my heart. I love them. Al Durunda, chairman of the board, whose child is also uh, has autism. And Al spoke beautifully and helped with the auction, and he did a bang-up job. Really, really good job. And so a few of us directors sat. We decided to give it a shot and sit at the one table together. So it was Diane Baldy and Brenda Bistoki and Randy Williams and Evie Rafalco McNulty and Deb Peterson. And Joe Tomko was in the house, but Joe was sitting with the Fidelity folks, as Trisha's saying, yes, yes. And Elaine was sitting with Carol because they had golfed together. So Carol Chisdeck. So anyway, sitting next to me after that long story was Mark Lynn. And he said, I still listen, even though I can't call in. (laughs) 
because you know how he always called in with his daughter when they were on oh, Saturday yes, morning. Nicole. And he said his daughter's doing great. So big mm-hmm. shout out to Mark. And then the day before that, I happened to be, I was just hobnobbing with all of the um, country club folk because on for Saturday, Sunday night, Evie and I were invited by my, love, love them to, to pieces, John and Joan Foley, who are my aunt and uncle through marriage, That, but I'm no longer married, but they're still my aunt and uncle. I love them. They're my favorites. So um, Evie and I went up and had dinner with them at the Scranton Country Club, Lynn, by the way, which you and I have wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, we had filet and it was fabulous. We were out on the porch, Lynn. uh, So we we talked about that. Okay. And I even called PJ LaBelle to tell him the next day how great everything was. I had a wonderful salad and a filet and it was, it was, the atmosphere up there is just beautiful. And the food was delicious. That's good to hear. So just so you know, because, you know, we had those folks on talking about the changes they're making there. So that's always good. So I loved both of my country club nights. I had so much fun this week. Well, I'm glad. Yes. And so I met Jim Barrett from Road Scholar, Mm -hmm. who's a cousin of Jim McNulty, who Evie would. So I met him for the first time and what a wonderful guy. And he said, oh, Laurie Catton, I just listened to you on the radio the other day just for a couple minutes. But and now I'm meeting you because I've never had the pleasure of meeting him. Wonderful man. So, um, and I said, keep up the good work because he does all those wraps around the trucks and promotes. So I was just going to say he, that. Yeah. He's very he's, community and yes, civic minded yes. person. Yes. And I said, keep up that good work because it's so wonderful that mm-hmm. you do that. What a nice, nice man. So he lists, he lists as, as what he was listening last week anyway. So that was my um, two couple of days that was packed with lots of good people. Well, I was yesterday, unfortunately, at the, um, not the viewing, I guess it was the viewing, of Judge Catone, Uh who passed. And I wanted to tell you that as I was going into the church, uh, coming across the street right at me, were two people that we know, and one of whom has been a very good friend of the show, Joe Peters. Yes. And his father, Gene. Yes. And the first thing he said to me. Joe or Gene? Joe. First thing he said to me, I still listen to you even though I can't call you in. Uh-huh. Call in, call yeah. in. So yep. Same thing, exact same thing. So he just wanted to make sure I said hi to you. Oh, and, I love um, him. And that was great. So um, I think every lawyer in Lackawanna oh, County yeah. and then some showed up at that uh-huh. yesterday. And the <clears throat> the lines, oh my goodness, the lines went on forever. It was when you went in, you were seated in a row. I know, that's the how they do it now because it's the only way. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh-huh. They're just hundreds of people. And, and everybody that left, there were five more coming in. Uh-huh. It was huge. I don't know how long it lasted. How long were you in there? I was there about only 15 to 20 minutes. Why? Because I knew that I had to get back for something. And so I signed in and waited. And I just thought, I can't wait any longer. You can't do any longer. I know. It's a long time. I was going to say, how did you sneak into that? I know. I did not go. I I did not get there. And um, I have to say that Judge Catone lives, he and his wife, Joan, live a block behind me. And um, he was truly one of the most gentlemanly kind i mean even the stories that were in the paper mm-hmm. um he's he was unbelievable his his wife is equally now here's the deal with his wife his wife's sister ann 
Cadden is married to, she was Ann Quinn Cadden. She's married to my dad's first cousin, Jean Cadden from Pittston, Trish. The Cadden's from William Street and Pittston. And they had seven children, I think seven, seven or eight. And Jean's wife, Ann, is Judge, was, is Judge Catone's wife's sister. That would be his sister. And she, I just saw Anne um, at our Cadden family reunion in July, and she's as beautiful as ever. And so we love the Caddens. We spent a lot of time with them from, as we, my father used to say, the Pittston Caddens. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so the judge was, uh, he's an, uh, he, I'm just an amazing man. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was really interesting to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in years and years and years. Uh-huh. Just, um, I think every lawyer was there. I just, like, just look at them all, and you can say, "Oh, there's one, there's one." There's yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, it was. They kind of stick out, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want but, to say that. Yes, but anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to pass but yeah, that God along. bless him and his family. Uh-huh. Joe Peters uh, said hi, and um, he's a friend of our show. He's been on the show several times. Yes, well, he used to do a show with me and um, Bob Cadaro and, mm-hmm. and um, one other guy, I can't think of his name. Um, I want to say Paul Stuber, but I think I can't remember. Anyway, he was a WNEP guy years ago. And we used to do one show on Sundays from 12 to to 2 a long time ago. And Joe and I, to capitalize on time, he would be on mine and I would be on his show. So we were here twice a a month, which was always good. So we, yeah, lots of fun. But also I ended up going last night to Toyota had their Camry um, launch party at the Toyota uh, dealership. Their Camry, their new Camry. The launch, the launch of the new Camry, a party. The new model year. Yeah. Oh, okay. To see the new Camry and how beautiful it is. And anyway, uh, Toyota, who is does so many sponsorships, Greg and um, Megan Gagoric and what the, 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 how they believe in this community. They had the, this big launch party. So Mary Jo had, you know, said, hey, can you all come? So a bunch of people from Broadway because they are the um, season sponsor and the Cultural Center, one of their season sponsors. So it was very nicely attended by board members from both and Deb Peterson and Frank Blasey were both there. And so we went up and uh, Mary Jo's on the board of Broadway. So we had, that was very, very nicely done. That's, I said to Greg, we need to have more things in here. This place is a great event space. So well lit. It was a beautiful night anyway. And it just, it it's just, it's beautiful. And he has so many things that are Scranton based or, you know, it actually reminds me of when you go in Fidelity branches, you know how you have Trish, those uh, scenes of different parts of town on the wall. Well, he has the big electric city um, sign and it's, um, it's really neat in there. So anyway, that, that's where I was last night. Okay. Crazy week, but fun. Well, um, before we get to the first break, I just wanted to make sure I get this story in. Jessica is a 50-year-old urologist with a big secret. She has no desire to continue in medicine, but she cannot see a way out. Her financial security is based on her continuing employment and her stress level is crying for some relief. She has supported an ex-husband who has no ambition except to savor the alimony checks she must send him every month. 
Her three children are reasonably sane and have been graduating from college for the last three years. Thankfully, that big bill is ending. She was able to keep all the balls in the air and have them graduate loan-free. She believed now her desire to do that has significantly impeded her ability to retire and have any financial security. It was a choice she made willingly at the time, but wonders if that was the wisest choice. She feels like she's working for everyone else and has no real pleasure in her life. No time for dating or hobbies. It wouldn't be fair to any man to be involved with a woman who works 60-plus hours a week. And what free time she has, she loves to spend with her children. Now that they are moving out and on their own, a life for her might be possible. She's very cautious about spending money because she learned to scrimp and save while she pays alimony and college tuitions. Her plate is much emptier, but her habits are hard to break. She does wonder what her financial situation is like, but she realizes she may not like the assessment she hears. So she continues to stick her head in the sand. Jess was listening to a webinar report from the AMA about the vast difference between what women in medicine have earned as opposed to the men in the same field. She was startled by how that difference showed up in their respective retirement accounts. That was the impetus to make her decide to put her big girl pants on and find out. Enough of ignoring it. When she came to see me, she brought what she thought she needed me to see. Her tax returns, her 401k statements, her mortgage statement from the bank, and her outside investment statements. It sufficed for a meaningful conversation. I started by asking her what her goals were for retirement. She had not thought about it in dollars and cents. I suggested we start by assuming she'd need what she was currently living on. That appealed to her. I said parenthetically, I always wondered why planners like to assume you would need less when you retired. What if you wanted to enjoy retirement and not live with less than you have now? She hungrily agreed. We did a quick assessment of where she was financially and what she wa- and where she wanted to go. And to her amazement, she discovered her financial situation was not that rocky. I showed her how some additional years in the hospital, perhaps without call, might strengthen her financial situation and give her some security. As she explained to me, she could easily put in a few more years if she knew why she was doing it. Having this information gave her a great deal of confidence to begin to actively create the next phase of her life, not calling it retirement, but a new start. She began to think about where she wanted to live, what activities she wanted to include in her life, medicine or not, and actually considered signing up on a dating site for people over the age of 50. Taking her head out of the sand proved to be the beginning of a creative process with freedom she hadn't felt in over 15 years. She wholeheartedly agreed it was such a relief to know where she stood. The end. And we will be right back. We have one of our guest experts joining us next, Miss Kathy Reppert, who is the owner, cake designer for Truly Scrumptious. We'll be right back. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. 
And I'm Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Thank you. And we're here, as I said before, with Kathy Reppert. Kathy is the owner and cake designer of truly at truly scrumptious which is in kingston kathy welcome welcome good morning how are you we're great let's also talk about we have lots to talk about kathy because you were talking to us about when we were talking about keep saying talking what we were going to be discussing today and you said that you wanted to, to let everybody know a little bit of some plans that people getting married might want to do. Right. Um, and you see a lot of this and you see a lot of overlap. You also, obviously, because of the cake world, you see that these, you know, what people are looking for. And right. sometimes it's, I should have done that. I should have right. done it this way. So right. few tips there and tell everybody too um, about your big decision in life. Well, my big life decision is that as of May 26th, 2018, I will be embarking on a new beginning. Uh, I'm retiring from the cake business. Uh, I'm in the process of um, putting the building up for sale and the business, et cetera, et cetera, um, and and just winding down. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to the next phase. Yeah. (laughs) But until then, you are... I'm definitely still taking orders until May 26th, 2018. Um, Still a viable business, still going strong. Okay. So... um, So tell everybody what it is you see, Kathy, and some of the tips that you might... Well, I I see so many brides and... um, I'm just going to go over some of the common mistakes that they make, especially early, uh, early on in the in the uh, planning stages of a wedding. Um, I th- and I'm not an event planner. This is just my um, observations. So, <laughs> um, anyway, full uh, disclaimer: she's right. not an event planner, <laughs> nor does she want to exactly. be. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Although a lot of people expect me to be, and I, uh-huh. I do not have the expertise or the experience. So, um, I just want to say that right off the bat. Um, speaking of planners, they are a luxury. But if you can afford it when you're sitting down and you're doing your budget, I would strongly recommend it because they make your life so much easier. And there's some really great event planners in northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, so I, the first thing you really need to do is to, is to establish a budget. That Hands down, that's the most important step. Um, after you've called the church or the synagogue or um, wherever you're getting married and you have a date and you secure the venue, um, you really need to establish a budget. I can't tell you how many brides come in and they have no idea what they want to spend on a, on a cake. The other thing that happens is that when they meet with some of the, some of the vendors, um, a lot of vendors will upsell them you know, seeing this weakness Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this vulnerability. And before you know it, by the time they get to me, the cake person, there's nothing left. Um, So be very cognizant of where you spend your money. So if you really want um, Phalaenopsis orchids, (laughs) then make that a priority in your budget. Or if you want um, 
a truly scrumptious cake with hand sculpted flowers. Make that your priority. So um, there are different ways to approach it. Um, and and one of the things that I do see, which is unfortunate, is in magazines, there are lists of do number one first, number two first, number three first. And you kind of have to play with that list a little bit, depending upon what your priorities are. So if you, like I said, if you uh, really want these Phalaenopsis orchids, then that's something you have to address right off the top because they're they're expensive and they have to be ordered well in advance. So you have to secure um, that florist way ahead of everybody else, <laughs> of all the other vendors. So, um, so a budget is so, so critical. Um, organize your process. Uh, don't be all over the place. Um, uh, come up with a plan and just go with it. Um, I, I would say you need at least a year. There's so many vendors. The better vendors in the area are already booked a year mm -hmm. out, more than a year. Mm -hmm. um, so you, if, you're, if you don't want to be disappointed, you may have to wait two years um, to get married, but at least you will have all the vendors that you really want and you want it at the venue that you want. Um, do your homework. <laughs> Do your homework. Know, know what you're talking about. It's, it's just you'll get much better results um, and you'll get what you want if you do your homework ahead of time. Um, what do you mean by do your homework? Where we, if I'm a bride, obviously, we're hoping this is the first marriage. So you're saying, <laughs> uh, all right, I don't have any, any experience with this. Right. So what homework am I going to be doing? Is there, are there some sources, some guides that you would recommend? Um, some people use... Um, magazines some people uh there are some online yeah. websites is the knot is that one i think the knot is outstanding i okay, think it's so one they of the have best a, kind of a checklist oh yes yes okay. and it kind of if you're the bride it takes you right through everything you need to do wow um okay. and then it also has uh you can plug in what area you live in and then vendor names will pop up um some I'm not a fan of Pinterest. A lot of brides come in with pictures from Pinterest, um, and there are some great ideas on it, but be aware that the pictures on Pinterest are professional photographers' uh, rendition of what they think should happen in a wedding. Um, most of them are staged. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you also have to keep in mind that um, you may bring in a picture of a cake from Pinterest and your budget is $5 a slice and this cake is $20 mm -hmm, a slice. Mm -hmm. And so you really, it goes back to the budget. You have, your expectations have to be in line with your budget. So don't bring me a picture and say, make this happen. <laughs> well, I, that's something I didn't know because I don't know that I even have that measurement, but is that how you generally decide how much money you're going yeah. to spend on a cake by the, by the slice. slice. Yeah. Yes, it's by the okay. slice. So it's not about the number of people you expect. Well, you So if you think you're going to have 200 people at an event, then, yeah. you know, what do you do? You figure out then you, you, like $5 a slice or is going to... If that's the price, if, that's what she's saying. Right. If that's what you're thinking. I mean, the cakes, can because of the work involved, and you want them to taste good, right, right. it's not just the aesthetic, right. you know, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what what she's saying is the homework could be if someone's trying to plan a budget, they could call Kathy and say, right. "Hey, I would love to know what is it 
what can I reasonably assume if I want something like this per slice that I could add into my budget? So then when they go to her, they can say, here's the money I have to spend on what it is and get it done. Okay. Right. Because it, it's it's all, Kathy, can, do, do you find people want more of a, a fancier inside the cake itself? Or is it more people, are more people focused on what it looks like outside? I think it's both. If they're coming to me, it's both. I mean, I know yours are great, so I don't, but I mean, like, let's just say, do more people want something that's like a vanilla, a vanilla, and I use that term not necessarily vanilla, it could be just a basic inside, and then they want the outside more flamboyant? I recommend to people that they have at least one tier of vanilla with a vanilla bean mousse, mm-hmm. um, because of, Simple. of their guests. People, yeah. A lot of people don't don't like carrot cake or they don't like chocolate mm-hmm. or they don't like yeah. banana or wh- yeah. whatever it is. And vanilla is basic and it's safe. Right. Um, so, and I always try to steer brides away from anything with nuts because there mm-hmm. are just so many nut allergies mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary. You would have killed me years ago. Because <laughs> my cake was cherry, cherry nut. Almond. <laughs> with the with the crew with the with the custard filling. Oh, that sounds <laughs> Why? wonderful. Because that was my favorite cake oh. and I didn't give a damn about what anyone else <laughs> wanted. Anyone. That is wonderful. <laughs> That's what I did too. And by the way, that was thirty one years ago yesterday. Just oh, so oh no. my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Happy oh, non yeah, happy non anniversary. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. Well the other thing but that I tell brides is that though. it is it is your <laughs> day and hopefully it's only going to happen once um but make it the way that you want it not not what aunt b wants it Uh or silly sally it's what you want silly sally (laughs) i love it (laughs) because there's always someone of course who complains make it what you want and too bad (laughs) exactly (laughs) kathy do you then you know how you the big thing is the groom's cake and yes do do they i know it's called that but do you feel sometimes that that's where you can get more of what you want on the groom's cake if it's something like, or is that really just about the groom? Again, it depends on your situation. Okay. You, if you budget a groom's cake, you can go crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've done. I'm talking flavor now, not as much. I know you, I've seen some of your, they're unbelievable. <laughs> but I'm talking flavor. Would that be something you could experiment because it's not going to the to the crowd usually? Well, if someone's coming to me, they want more than a vanilla cake. Yes. And we usually do one tier vanilla. Okay. So right. we'll have, I would say the average size of a wedding cake for someone who comes to me is a minimum of four tiers. So um, wow. you can do each tier a different flavor. Mm-hmm. And then if you're also going with a groom's cake, you can go crazy. crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so. so I don't know what this groom's cake thing it's is. It's a cake what, what specifically. They say that, and it's like, say it's a groom who bowled. They might have a bowling ball and a bowling pin made of right. the cake that's smaller and it's one tier usually, or not just usually, it doesn't have to be one tier, but mm-hmm. it's much more, it's not as grand as the big primary cake, but it's something that the groom likes or a shoe or wh- what have you, what are some of the ones you, you've done or a computer or I don't know. All right, well, who gets the piece of cake the from groom. the groom? Oh, the he groom. eats the whole thing? Well, no, no. but it's, it's for usually- him, so it's not all about the frilly cake. Oh. And it's always usually done at the rehearsal dinner 
smaller because yeah. the oh, yeah, yeah, cake yeah, yeah. is usually right. much smaller yeah, than the bride's I get cake. That. All right. And and who's you know they don't want to pay for two hundred slices for a groom's cake. Yeah, so no. they do something. I get it. Funky, different. Oh, yeah, all kinds. Mm-hmm. And anything goes with a groom's cake. So. Okay, like a motorcycle. Did you do a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, or I have done one. Yeah. yeah. See that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I did a vintage car one. Yeah. Oh, so, just, it, again, it comes back to the budget. Yes. So yes. All righty. <laughs> I learned something here. I don't uh-huh. know. If that's a, no, but that's good. Do you have another one there cake? that you're holding back on? You mean uh, pointers? You, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to cut. Uh, I mean, cut you off, so I didn't want to make sure. So I mean, the bottom line is this: be prepared. Right. Do the do as you say the homework ahead of time. Call and ask. Yeah. What can I re- if I want something spectacular, Kathy, and I want to come to you before I do that, and I come in with the budget. What What am I looking at per slice? Right. And if I get a lot of last minute brides, and I can't do do it in for right. them, and what I tell them, you you need to adjust your expectations, mm-hmm. um, and and you need to lower them considerably because <laughs> well, unless, last so, minute, unless, yeah. some, unless someone has a, a cancellation, um, you're going to have a tough time finding yep. vendors. Mm-hmm. So, and it's so unfortunate and so unnecessary. I know it. It really is. Well, tell everybody how they can reach you if they're planning a well thought out wedding. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, boy. (laughs) How do you respond to that? No, well, you know, we're saying that. Do it right, right? Um, 570-283-CAKE. I'm on, uh, my website is eatcakefirst.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, um, social media. So reach out to me. There you go. Okay. We will thank you very much, Miss Reppert. We will be back. We have Fidelity Bank well represented coming up. We have the lovely Trish Curley. I know. I'm just making sure I got it out. She'll be right. Okay. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie Lynch. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now back to Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And by the way, Kathy, just on that little, I don't ever do a wedding. Yes. No. Let it be known for the right. So it's true. That is another breed of person to do that. It is. I don't know how anybody does that. Dealing my sister. Right. My sister Mm -hmm. talks about it all the time. I mean, she. Excuse me. Doesn't talk about it. She's in the throes of it as a florist. And I say to her, I don't know how you do it. I love my corporate and all my fun, my special event nonprofits. It's so. It's great. I could never. Would nor would I want to. Only because of my experience working at the cultural center, doing that. And and even though that wasn't the role, we were the renter. It's. (laughs) 
it's and like Aaron Spicer there does a phenomenal job. It's I don't have the tolerance. So you were saying, Trish, oh. that you're. We said you said one and we one and teasing done. no more weddings, one no, and done. One and you and said done. why you don't you, the tolerance that your husband has. My, to, my husband has a great deal of tolerance for, for me, you, and I yeah. will never find anyone who has. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice endorsement. Oh, well, let me introduce this yeah. woman we're speaking of. Her name is Trish Curley. She's the retail branch manager at Fidelity Deposit and Discount Bank, the new Pittston branch. Yay. Yay. Okay, she's been a banker with Fidelity since January of 2006. She's actively involved as a board member at the Greater Pittston YMCA and sits on the Finance Committee and Fundraising Committees of the Y. Uh, she's also on the Membership and Marketing Committee, a member of West Pittston Tomorrow, and was a member of the Kingston Lions Club for three years. She added the Pittston St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee to her list of community organizations and coaches several local girls youth basketball teams Aww. as well as serves as the treasurer secretary of the athletics association at good shepherd academy in kingston welcome trish thank you for having trish, me i have one i have three four things to say oh ymca i know I you can't help I but saying that exactly <laughs> it's like when but, someone says google or uh, Yahoo and their email address, like their, what, you know, what, what's your email address? So, yeah. And they say Yahoo, and I have that yeah. Yahoo uh -huh, there you go. in my, back my marketing mind. on their part, and that's what we there do. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I'm here to talk about a lot of things. Um, one of the primary things that I think we're all trying to focus on, both our customers as well as all of us in this room, how could we do things a little bit faster, more efficient, and make my life more convenient? Mm -hmm. Um, everyone has a busy life. You know, the banks are open typically the same hours that we all work. So what are the challenges that come with that? And how could we help get our customers to be able to have the educational tools, devices, and means to do their banking when the branches aren't open? And our big philosophy is getting our customers to be online versus waiting in line when they come into the branch. Well said. Mm -hmm. So we are focused, um, especially in our Pittston office, we are the hub of technology. We like to classify ourselves as we're the spotlight branch. Um, we're piloting a technology bar. So it's kind of similar to what you may see in an Apple store mm -hmm. with their genius bar. We now have implemented uh, multiple tools to be able to enhance the digital experience across the board to streamline our digital channels. And in saying that, we have in the branch for customers to come in to use um, a Samsung Galaxy tablet, we have nice. an iPod Touch. We have two iPads, a laptop, and I believe that's it. Um, the intention of these tools is everyone does their banking a little bit different. So most people do their banking right from their phone. We want to be able to engage and, and enhance the customer experience by showing them you can do your banking from any digital tool that you may have at home, whether it be a laptop, whether it be from your phone, whether it be on your, you know, your tablet. Um, the intention of doing that again is to create some efficiencies for the customers. There are a great deal of customers that love to come into the bank for our awesome cookies. And Which she brought for Lynn today, Absolutely. Trish. We bake every day. Uh -huh. Baking and banking is well, hand in hand at Fidelity. I have to tell you that I was in the West Scranton branch about a month ago. And when I walked in there, um, they had their little place where they had the coffee and the, and the mm -hmm. uh, cookies and whatever. And I was very distraught, but of course it was 3.30 in the afternoon and there were no cookies left. But 
there was a man who came in who looked like he was probably well into his 80s, who came in and, and a woman went right up to him, one of the tellers, I think, I don't know who she was. She welcomed him by name. And he said, uh, she said, can I help you? And he said, oh, well, I just came in because I wanted a cookie Aww. and some coffee. <laughs> oh, and we Aww. see that often, oh, honestly. I know. I know. And she, I don't know what she did or how she found them, but she did she that for him. out of her head, And right? he mm-hmm. sat there and just had both of those things and Aww. then quietly left. And that was hit the highlight of his day mm-hmm. was Aww, to do that. See? And we so, do have yeah, that. Yeah, that happens. I know because any of the branches, I, they'll, they know. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. People it is. feel good. It's creating a, a warm, welcoming environment. Absolutely. You know, you walk in and you smell the aroma of oh, the cookies. Oh, and so good. Some people think it's like a Glade plug-in that we have in the wall. And I said, <laughs> no, honestly, we bake we here. We truly cookies. do. We have like little Keebler elves aren't Uh in the back and but we all bake and it really does set us apart from you know our community competition as well as overall folks because we are, we're very committed to our customers within the community and it is an added nice feature. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We have some customers that come in with their Ziploc bags and no. they're ready to, oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. That's like but anywhere. you know in a way so it is what? a feel good thing and they come yeah. in for their coffee and again we like okay. to support our local business partners too so we serve the Electric City Roasting yes, Company. Yes which is coffee. great. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, and again our job is to create efficiencies for our customers and the digital tools I mean think about it yourselves. I mean, how often do you have a need to go into a branch to do your banking today with ATMs oh, and direct really deposit, yeah. checks, um, all of these things. Now, it's it's really to create the experience and the convenience for the customer. Um, and we've recognized that it's not just based upon certain generations anymore that, you know, my parents who didn't even own a cell phone 10 years ago now have a phone and text. And although their texting skills may not be 100% fluent, <laughs> they are trying and they realize that they have to adapt to the means of what's happening today. Mm-hmm. So in doing so, we've created these electronic channels. Um, we've had the, the business, or I'm sorry, the personal online banking we've had you know our website personally for years um, and our business website we've enhanced the business mobility that very exciting as of last Monday mm-hmm. we have created hundred percent efficiency on our business online channels and we now offer a business app and a mobile app mobile deposit where you can snap a picture of your check when you're sitting in your break room in your office or you couldn't get out of the office to make your deposit but you can certainly take a picture of that so we've recognized that you know customers need the bank on a 24-hour basis we aren't able to be there in person 24 hours a day but we're certainly able to adapt and give them the experience that they need in enhancing these digital channels so that's very exciting we also offer new security features with using your debit card. So we now are 100% with uh, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, and Android Pay for those retailers that do accept those. So you go into your app, you take a picture of your debit card, it stores your debit card. So if you don't have your card on you, you use your Apple Pay and it uses your debit card for you. You know, I saw that, I was in line the other day I went through the tel- a drive-through instead of forgetting that I could have taken a picture because I have that on my phone. I forgot, but I like to see. Sometimes you need to go. I and love see the everyone. guy. What's his name in the Green Ridge branch Dragon. with the accent? <gasps> Dragon from Germany. He I is love his voice. So I see, and it's I actually see Dragon. Him, I love him. So I went in, and I'm like, "What in the world is that?" And I didn't pay attention. I just saw it. So mm-hmm. what happens with the Apple this, Pay? Yes. Yeah. 
So you store your debit card. I mean, I know it's for the listeners. It's hard to see. See it, yeah. But you store your debit card. You take a picture of your card. It stores the card number that you have. And then when you get to the terminal to swipe your card, you don't need the card physically. It ju- You wave it over like a little monitor on the terminal, and it captures your entire card, and it comes up with a message telling you where you used your card. And your transaction is complete. So you don't physically need to have your debit card on you. And can you do it only with your debit card? You could do it with your debit card and other credit cards, too, That's if you great. stored them I into your phone. I love that. Mm-hmm. I have to check that. You we also have, have a secure feature with, um, it's called Card Valet. It's a free app that you could go out to your Google Store or Play Store to search. And you store, again, you have to put your debit card in there. And a message will prompt every time you use your card. So if you're sitting here and you're doing your show, and all of a sudden you get an alert that your card was being used at Target, and you're physically you're here, here. Yeah. you know something is not right. Right. So that's going to alert you. You can go into the Card Valet, log in. And you could freeze your debit card. Instead of canceling it out completely, you could freeze it. And then once you find your card or once you satisfy everything that this was not a transaction made by me, you could turn your card back on. I love it. So there are so many ways to keep your... Doesn't that cut back on so much? It does. Because we all know fraud is just, it's it's in our face one way, shape, or form every single day. And it's how can we be a step in front of that and how we can mitigate our exposure to the fraud. So that's why it's so important that you take these proactive steps. And, you know, sometimes it's just being comfortable with it, that we see certain demographics look at, oh, I'll never use a debit card because didn't you hear about this breach of security? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a means of action that you have to personally take, but it's our job in the branches to educate our customers on all the ways that you can protect your card. If you lose a $20 bill outside, what are your chances of getting that money back? Not too good. Uh You don't have very honest people anymore that would give you that money back. With your debit card, you do have a means of security. So there's certainly a lot of things to help protect you. So that's a big uh, forefront that we're all looking at in all the branches. Uh, very exciting too. Our second playhouse was just built. We have our first playhouse that was built back in 2013 at McDade Park. It was a log cabin. Um, a very exciting feature that we offer because we're very invested into the communities that we live, work, and play in. So uh, we have children vote, and we had three different houses that they could have voted on: a Victorian, a Cape Cod, and I'm drawing a blank with my third. The log cabin we had. Oh, that was, I forget um, what that was. In any regard, the children voted and they voted on a Victorian. So the Victorian was built at, um, it's Aylesworth Park Mm -hmm. in German. Uh, So the big celebration for the grand opening of the Playhouse is going to be on September 9th. It's from 12 to 2. There's going to be a lot of fun surrounding that event, uh, ribbon cutting, uh, some cider, donuts, um, apple cider. So a lot of fun features there. and because, as Lynn had mentioned, I'm on the Pittston St. Patrick's Parade Committee, uh, it's an awesome opportunity for the city. We just celebrated our uh, Pittston Tomato Festival. Uh-huh. So if you weren't there, that was always a good time. Tomato fights. They well, on the, uh, you must have taken tomato. a shower since then because you're not doing the tomatoes. <laughs> so um, that was a big event for this city, and it was very um you know, well-received and they, they did a great job. So on the parade committee, um, we're having a few different fundraisers coming up in September. Uh, there is a fundraiser on September 9th at Palazzo 53. If Love you've it. ever been there, Love Beth it. does a phenomenal job. Uh, so they're donating back a portion of the proceeds that they're going to raise from that event back to the parade uh, committee for the parade um, in March on September, that's September 12th. Uh, September 21st, Shamrocktoberfest is quite the mouthful, but that event is being held at Sabatini's Bottle Shop, and uh, 
it's an over 21 and over event, obviously. And on September 24th, they're having their inaugural cornhole tournament, uh, celebrating that at SBC. They're partnering with um, NEPA Cornhole, and yeah. they're going to have a cornhole tournament to raise funds for the St. Patrick's Parade. So that's Sounds September good. 24th. So a lot of things going on within the city that we love to work and live in. For me, I love Pittston, and Fidelity has done a great job um, enhancing the community experience in Pittston. Great. Well, how can they get to um, get to you? Trish? All listeners could get to me directly at uh, the Pittston office, which is on 225 Kennedy Boulevard in Pittston. My uh, contact phone number is 570-908-0104. Or you could visit us at our website, which is www.bankatfidelity.com. Yeah. And you could reach us on any social media outlet. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you real soon. As a matter of fact, it'll be next week. Thank you. Please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.